0: Hello and welcome to Art Life. I'm John Reynolds and this is the podcast that looks at the relationship between our world and the creative arts through the eyes of creatives. Some of you will know that I've been taking a couple of weeks break from the regular podcast so I can spend some time relaxing and sorting some things out. There's a few things in my life at the moment that I'm not that happy with so I've been spending time working on fixing that and I feel a lot better than I did two weeks ago before I decided to have this break and I just know that the quality of those episodes in the break if I'd carried on wouldn't have been good so I wanted to put all my focus and energy into making these episodes really great for you because I'm so grateful for the people that listen and when I set it up I didn't think anyone would be listening but to have so many lovely people give me feedback and say that they love this show just means the absolute world to me especially because a lot of the work that I do goes unnoticed and isn't really recognized especially in the film stuff that I do and a lot of the stage stuff that I used to I'm not really used to people knowing the sort of creative stuff that I've been doing like my songs as well I've been writing them in private not really been sharing them with people so to have this podcast as an outlet to share my creative identity with the world is just so brilliant I'm gonna talk more about my career journey and my recent revelation, epiphany, whatever you want to call it, I might do an episode on it, or I might just like talk about it at the start, but basically, I've realised that whenever I'm doing something else, I want to be acting, or making, or creating, so I've been making some changes in my life to be able to work towards doing that as a possible career in the future, because I always think, what is the point of having dreams if you're not going to pursue them? I've always been a massive believer in dreams, so I think it would just be incredible to give it a shot and then i can always say that i've given it a shot anyway i wanted to finally return to the podcast today to talk about the film that i watched at the london film festival like you i'm still in shock that i was even accepted as press for the event but stranger things have happened this year haven't they i had a brilliant time watching the films and even though i didn't get the chance to watch as many films as i would have liked to because of my day job I've still watched four excellent films, and they were all really good. However, today I wanted to talk about Thomas Vinterberg's new film, Another Round, or Druk, as it's called in its native Danish language, which literally translates to drunk. The film follows Martin, a teacher played by Mads Mikkelsen, who's realising that he's becoming unproductive in his work, and falling out of love with his family life. Him and his group of mates are also feeling the same, and noticing that Martin isn't really as productive as he used to be, or happy, or engaged in a lot of the activities, so they decide to put this theory that one of them has read, where a Norwegian philosopher says that humans are born with an alcohol deficit, humans should have 0.05% of alcohol in their bloodstream, in order to be more happy, confident and productive in life, so these four mates, as, as men, as Danish men, they decide to put this theory to the test, and the whole film's about them exploring this theory, seeing whether the alcohol having alcohol during the day even whilst they're at work and school whether this makes them happier and more productive before we start talking properly with today's episode i wanted to just issue a trigger warning and warn listeners that i'll be talking a lot about anxiety depression alcoholism and my own experience with my struggle with mental illness don't worry there is a positive spin to all of this which you will realize by the end of the episode but i absolutely loved the film and it made me reflect in ways that i never even imagined it would now, I had inquired about interviewing Mads Mickelson for the podcast today. I knew it was a very long shot, but I still wanted to give it a go because literally anything can happen in 2020 as we know. I sent a nice email, as I usually would, and I didn't expect a reply at all. But just two minutes later, I received a reply, and my heart was racing. I quickly opened it, and to my disappointment and hilarity, it simply read... <laughs> Mads don't ever do podcasts with like a sad face <laughs> emoji which I mean was quite gutting at first as any normal person would find this incredibly rude but then I just found it funny that Mads Mickelson's personal assistant would send such a quick yeah, informal and unprofessional reply to me that I can't help but find it hilarious. So sadly it wasn't meant to be but he is swiftly forgiven because of how incredible the film was. I first heard about Another Round over the summer when the trailer went viral online. It was at the height of lockdown here in the UK and the cinema industry as we knew it was virtually dead. Almost every major release had been postponed and the films that were released on Screaming didn't really interest me that much. Nah, I'm a massive cinema goer, anyone who knows me knows that. I used to go to the cinema every week with Martha, my housemate, when we were at uni we had the Odin limitless cards so we could go as often as we like so going to the cinema was one of my favourite things to do to relax and escape after a long hard day i know most people watch films at home nowadays which is obviously a great thing for a lot of people however i just find the fact that i can never really focus when i watch a film at home no matter how great the film is and no matter how hard i tried in fact as i'm writing the script i am watching the 2008 horror the strangers as part of my spooktober challenge which i not going to lie, I'm finding pretty boring. But I know that this is part of the problem of becoming disengaged with film. But most nights, come on, like after work, I don't really have the energy to sit still for two hours and watch a film and put all my attention and focus into it. So sometimes I'll stick on a film and scroll through my phone, catch up with messages, or have my journal out so I'm unwinding by writing at the same time. Lately, I've had half the free time that I'm used to, and less than a quarter of the energy that I'd usually have, so this has become my film watching experience for the short-term future at least. Anyway, I remember Mads Mikkelsen posting a photo on Instagram of him drinking a bottle of wine in a public space, surrounded by a large crowd <laughs> dressed as sailors cheering him on. And honestly, at the time, that photo felt like the best thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. I was so intrigued to learn more, so I checked out the trailer and thought it was just a wonderful concept. Like, something me and my brother and Connor would make as a film, if we had a budget. I watched Thomas Finterbeg's other collaboration with Mads earlier, well, during the lockdown. His 2012 film, The Hunt, and honestly, I thought it was absolutely unbelievable. And I've not really heard a bad word said about it. You can only imagine how ecstatic I was when I heard that the Another Round was going to be one of the films that I could watch during the London Film Fest, because it was a morning screening of one of the days that I was free. I didn't have work that day, so I was like, right, brilliant. The only problem is that this film about alcohol and guys getting drunk, I'm going to have to wake up at 8 o'clock to watch it. I don't mind at all, I've been waking up at like 5 for work or whatever. I would have liked to have watched it in the evening, but I can do in the future, whenever you watch. Anyway, the film was so, so enjoyable. Like, there's so much range in emotions in it. I just... uh, You can hear me, like, tripping over my words just talking about it, but, like, you're wanting to cry one minute, and then you're laughing the next minute, and then you're absolutely loving life the next minute. It's just so enjoyable, and I found it so hard to focus on films lately, especially films like that were released this year like i liked the uh, five bloods i thought it was decent i thought it could have been a lot better though i've not been that impressed with a lot of films that i've tried to watch i tried to watch i'm thinking of ending things but i couldn't really get into it i know a lot of people love that film so <laughs> i'll stay out of that debate for now but i was just so impressed i thought it was brilliant Another round made me reflect in ways that I didn't expect it to do, and I didn't even realise were possible. I feel like I saw the film at the exact perfect time that I needed to, to fully appreciate the subtle themes and debates. Things about mental health, mental illness, depression, relationship with family and friends. This is something that I've struggled a lot with lately, especially because Lancashire, my county, has been put on local lockdown. So is Merseyside, which is where I spend most of my free time, like in Liverpool, visiting friends or going to the city centre to chill. And I've just felt so isolated, like, the only time that I've really left the house, apart from work, is I've been on a few walks on my own. I've been to the shop once or twice, and I've seen my grandparents, like, from a distance, but other than that, like, my friends are all, all over the country, all, like, in jobs or university and stuff, so no one's got any free time, and it just feels like I'm working. I know a lot of people, well, a lot, yeah, pretty much a lot of people that I've been speaking to feel the same way, like, we're just working for nothing at the moment and that's not how it should be, and a lot of us are just losing, like, the will to do anything, but another round somehow reawakened my love of life that I just loved, and used to love, like, when I was little, and I've experienced that a lot less over the past few years, but still reminded me that I had this deep love and satisfaction with, like, just being happy and being alive, and it sounds so cheesy and cringy i know but it is just a really beautiful thing i think while the film has a lot to say it's not always clear which i think is great whilst the narrative itself is fairly predictable the way it deals with certain themes is not vinterberg allows the audience to make up their own decisions and answer the questions he raises themselves so for example is alcohol ever good for you i would argue yes i would argue that sociably obviously sensibly it can be great at making people feel more relaxed and more happy and open i know certainly at parties i've gone sober and have been so shy i'm not known anyone and i have a few beers and by the end of the night i'm chatting to everyone I made loads of new friends and probably embarrassed myself a lot as well but <laughs> you don't really care about that in the morning uh i, I, I just yeah i think that's great and also just like it makes you think about the, the fine line between enjoying alcohol safely and then the extreme dangers and serious health consequences that it can cause. I think it trods that line really perfectly, to be honest with you. I think the antics in Another Round are solid examples of what would happen when a group of male friends are allowed to run riot and make their own ill judged and inebriated decisions without female nurturement or sensibility. <laughs> Well I don't know what I was thinking when I wrote that line but it's just got that typical like lads humor without being like too like oh lad 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 it's not like in between his humor where they're like misogynistic or anything like that it's kind of it's just guys being guys like just having a laugh with their mates like i think a, a really good thing that it does is it brings out it shows you how important it is that to love your friends and tell them that you love them and appreciate that a lot of people are there for you and no matter what you're feeling at the time like you are loved and you have people there for you one reviewer called the film the perfect example of a lad's night out because it takes every possible emotion and just like all the best nights out nothing goes to plan when alcohol is involved i thought that was a really great way of looking at it i don't know whether anyone else has picked up on that like but no i think that's brilliant i think it does raise a lot of issues about self-care and the fact that he knows he needs a change. Like at the start of the film, nothing's going to plan. And when you're in a rut, it can be so, so hard to get out of the rut. And it is important to just t- take a step back. That's exactly what I've done with my podcast. I was loving it so much. But at the same time, it became draining. And it was the only thing that I really did outside of work. So I thought, right, I need to take a step back and think about the ways that I can reorganise my life to suit to, to, to fully enjoy this to the maximum that I want to be able to and make this the best thing that I can that's exactly what Mads does with his life what the character the Mads plays in the film does in the film and he takes a step back and realizes okay in order to be better with my family I need to be better with my friends and ultimately better with myself because we can become so detached from ourselves and our own feelings when we're working and I know he certainly feels this way in the film So, Mads character is a history teacher, and people who know me will know that I studied history at university, and I just loved all the history references, I thought all the stuff with, he talks about, well, Churchill was drunk a lot of the time, and maybe that helped him be more confident and go and win the war, and I know Thomas Finterberg, the director in interviews, has said, if Hitler was a bit more pissed, maybe he would have won the war, or... I think that's a really interesting way of looking at it. Like, you look at all like these iconic leaders, and they're enjoying a bevvy as well. They're they're going out and having fun, and that's important because it makes you more productive. And like like I've been saying, if it's in moderation, then it's it can only be good for you, as long as it doesn't replace things like therapy. If you have serious mental health illnesses or if you have, or if you're replacing important things like visiting friends or eating or, like, exercise, if, re, replace, if you are replacing that just with alcohol, then obviously there's a serious problem, but Thomas Vinterberg has described this as a tribute to alcohol and a tribute to life, which I think is brilliant. And also the film has made me want to visit Copenhagen and Denmark a lot more. I think I've always, as a, as, like, a left-wing sympathiser uh <laughs> growing up I always looked at Scandinavia as like countries that like cared about citizens and like put people first and I loved like the sense of community and s- like the socialist like systems there as well I thought were really great and they just look like beautiful cool places to hang out and everything that I've heard about the people have been lovely as well it looks like a beautiful country and I really want to visit. Maybe I will when it's safe to fly. I'll just go for like a week or so, chill and just like explore. But no, Denmark Denmark looks like one of my top places to go to. So I've waffled about this film a lot. And in a minute, I'm going to be... You're going to hear from a couple of my internet friends, Veep Kellerman and Thea Refsgard. They're both Danish citizens and... I asked them if I could like talk to them about the film for a bit because they're both Danish and they both love the film and I just wanted to hear about how the film was received in Denmark and how well the film portrays Danish culture as well so I think that'd be really interesting to hear their points of view from me. I think yeah I think we'll all have different reasons why we love it which I think I'm really looking forward to hearing but I'm going to talk a bit about the final scene and I'm not going to tell you what happens but I have no other words to describe those final five minutes other than as an overwhelming joy and truly iconic. I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet and wants to, but my future safe place is going to be Mads Mikkelsen doing jazz ballet. (laughs) And that final shot is absolutely gorgeous. I'm a huge fan of the song that plays during those final five minutes as well, What a Life by Scarlet Pleasure. It reminded me of the song All Is Well from the Bollywood film Three Idiots, as it's such a simple but ecstatic song that reminds you to love life. And as someone who suffers from anxiety and depression, I know that this is going to be a huge help for reminding me to love life. It's hard sometimes to believe mantras or sayings, but when they're performed in the way that All Is Well is in Three Idiots, or what a life is in another round, then I find that so valuable, and it just feels so much more real and true. Both of those songs have a three-word mantra that is repeated on loop throughout the song. A coping mechanism for me is sometimes to repeat the words all as well in my head when I'm having an anxiety or panic attack, and instead of being reminded of googling ways to cope with depression, then I am reminded of the serotonin field experience that I had watching 3 Idiots and how my genuine enjoyment of the film was. I know that What Is Life will become a similar sort of tool for me. It already has. And sometimes when I'm struggling with depression, it can be hard to believe that you'll ever smile again or even laugh. But films like this are a wonderful example that there is hope. There always is. It probably sounds weird and maybe too much information, but that doesn't matter because I know it works for me and that's great. I think the film has a vitally important message about mental health. We're all miserable at the moment and many of us feel like we've got nothing to live for or work towards. We're spending all our time doing jobs, but we're not really seeing any result of our labors and the only time that I've left the house like I've said is to visit my grandparents and I just needed this boost of joy and happiness and this celebration of life and just being happy not only does another round explore mental health issues in an urgent and intriguing way but I would go as far to say as the films helped me to find a sense of purpose again after being stuck in such a horrible rut since the end of summer I can just play What Is Life on my Spotify and I'm immediately reminded of that ending. And even when your life feels complex or painful and it can turn around so quickly when you least expect it. I'm now going to talk to Veeb and then Theo about the film Another Round. So my rambling is over. If you're still listening, thank you. And I'm just going to talk to my Danish friends now about Another Round. What part of Denmark are you from?
1: Oh, uh, I'm living in Aarhus, yeah. Is it nice there? Yeah, a little grey outside right now, but yeah.
0: So did you you watch Another Round or Druck last night again? Yeah.
1: You?
0: How many times have you <laughs> yeah. seen it now?
1: Uh, it was only my second time, so yeah. Uh, I just wanted to refresh the movie because, yeah, I only saw the preview, I think. Uh, a month ago, so.
0: Is it still as good the second Maybe. time around?
1: Oh, it yeah, just keeping me laughing and laughing. <laughs> so, <laughs> not a lot of people will stare to see it this time, but yeah.
0: That's a shame because it's so. I think it's the film that everyone needs to see at the moment. With everything that's going on in the world, it's got. It deals with <laughs> some really hard topics, but then it's also yeah so uplifting and really funny as well. <laughs>
1: Right time for it to get out, actually, because we can, not yeah, go to the pub or meet a lot of people or anything, but just seeing that uplifting story about four middle-aged men <laughs> <laughs> uh, having a <laughs> having a laugh. So yeah,
0: because I know the director Thomas Finterberg and Mads Mikkelsen, they've said that it's very much a tribute to alcohol and they said that that's a big part of Danish culture, like, is that, is that true?
1: Actually, uh, here in Denmark, we are actually talking a lot of uh, young people drinking, because apparently there's a problem. I think we drink a lot, but it's just to keep social, I think. I think that's, Uh, yeah,
0: I think it shows you the way that alcohol can be used for bad but then it also it ultimately shows you how alcohol can be used for good as well because it brings out a lot of like yeah. confidence and like it makes these guys yeah. a lot more social <laughs>
1: <laughs> actually seeing the movie you get the uh, both parts of it. yeah he uh, yeah they're having a laugh but also maybe not dealing with their problems the right way you can't drink it away.
0: Is Winterberg your favorite Danish? Direct? Do you have like a favorite between Winterberg and Von Trier?
1: Uh, oh I would actually prefer Winterberg over Trier. I I like Trier and some of his movies and my my thesis uh, my thesis uh, supervisor uh, wrote a lot of books about him. So Oh wow. And went to uh, overseas to do lectures. On him, because Lars von Trier doesn't fly. Oh, really? That's why he never, ever gets to um, what do you call uh, film fests overseas. Only can, and where you can drive or sail or something. He never flies.
0: That's really interesting, and I've, I've not watched loads of Danish films, but the ones yeah. that I've watched, I've really enjoyed. I just love how... <laughs> A yeah. lot like British Like the British yeah, people You don't take I yourself think too they, seriously
1: Yeah, I don't know how it's going to get If the another round Is going to The US or something Because I don't think They get The humour in What they are doing Seeing a lot of drunk people And Yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually uh, the thing you see in the first pa- uh, scene in the movie is actually a real thing oh really so have you yeah, ever taken it's, part of uh, uh, it I, I didn't uh, go to that high school but I <laughs> I know <laughs> about it so that's amazing it's actually yeah it makes that's a visit. great part of yeah I think it's showing how we do it but uh, I met a lot of the drunk young people on trains so yeah.
0: <laughs> do you think this <laughs> so will be a, like a, a Danish classic then
1: yeah that's why I think uh, every movie review is uh, are instant classic that is why they just every Danish people can Everything can uh, relate to this, I think, in some ways.
0: Do you think it's a, an accurate representation of Denmark then for people who <laughs> are outsiders like me?
1: Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, in the terms of drinking as a social thing, yeah. Uh, and uh, the young people drinking... Maybe not this uh, time, because uh, <laughs> the university is getting a lot of flack right now, uh, because uh, the, yeah, what is it, the first week you start in university, uh, uh, but uh, uh, some young people actually don't drink anymore, so that's why they just, yeah, how are we going to deal with it? because. Yeah, I wasn't a part of that generation, so yeah, (laughs) we drank a lot, and yeah. I think the stereotype of... Yeah, it's a little stereotypical, I think, Uh, but actually also written, yeah, a representation (laughs) of Danish people.
0: (laughs) Well, I think Danish beer is a lot nicer than... The yeah. British beer. I don't know whether you tried British. Yeah, it's beer.
1: funny because yeah, we have here in Aarhus we have Sears Sir, uh, beer now Royal, uh, yeah, Royal Uni Brew, as they call. <laughs> but like, <laughs> call even
0: British people abroad always make a show of themselves and don't have a great reputation with drinking abroad. But the Danes seem to be a lot yeah better. You seem to be a lot, <laughs> lot better at handling the drink than British people.
1: Yeah, some people do and some people don't. <laughs> I think I think actually I researched the philosophy they go about uh, in the movie. It's <laughs> rejected, uh, but there is something about it because that level between you're not drunk, but you're not sober. You just, yeah, I think maybe relax and maybe say yes to a lot of things you normally will, would overthink. <laughs> and here in Denmark, I just think we just like to drink. And, yeah.
0: I think yeah. it's kind yeah. of made me want to try the theory, but I know that it won't go well.
1: <laughs> I would maybe start with the first part of the theory, yeah. just a one, yeah, point uh, five, And the other thing I wouldn't uh, <laughs> when they, uh, the the um, I think when they go grocery shopping I think for the fresh cod fish yes. <laughs> uh, I have never laughed so hard because I, <laughs> it could actually happen if yeah maybe they would be thrown out but yeah it would happen and. Uh, <laughs> just so how do you think this
0: film will be received in the rest of Europe and also America because I guess in America they don't really have as much of a drinking culture among young people especially at university they can't drink until they're 21 but I know in Europe certainly it's more of a it's more of a thing
1: I think Europe would actually maybe regard it more and maybe relate actually I think yeah the UK is the most similar to it maybe yeah, and all of Scandinavia but I think I'm I'm curious to see how the Americans take it if they found it as funny yeah. <laughs> because I think the funny part is just you can relate to it and just yeah it would happen to you maybe yeah So that's the funny part and you can, maybe you have seen the people act this way and say, I think it's a lot harder for Americans to do, because it's not legal to drink in public, I think, Uh, here in Denmark you can just walk around with a beer in your hand, (laughs) maybe people would look funny to you, but you can just walk around with a beer, so <laughs> uh, which is actually funny when you talk to people coming to Denmark, like the first thing everybody says is just sit outside, drink a beer, <laughs> having a laugh and no police come and arrest you or something. So yeah, so then
0: you arrest you if you're being like dangerous or.
1: Yeah, if you're dangerous to the public, yeah, uh, maybe not arrest you, but take you in. Uh, just making sure you're maybe sober when you get around but yeah
0: how do you think the film deals with the like the serious moments because I know that there is a lot of obviously like funny moments and there is a lot of like uplifting yeah. bits but there are also some really sad and dark moments as well
1: actually that, um a colleague of mine went to see it and uh, she asked how is it Uh, The movie is just just fun or yeah, but it deals with a lot of, and actually I think it deals with it in a great way because it's not obvious, um, Tommy, yeah, Yeah. spoiler alert for anyone (laughs) who's seen it, it's not ending that great uh, for him, but actually quite early on I got that, um yeah he's divorced uh it's the i think it was him getting out a drink uh the first time we are at his home when they're going to the 40th uh, birthday and i just thought yeah but that's why uh because uh in the what is it? The celebration? Another Winterberg. He's quite the same character, drinking a lot, <laughs> and yeah. And in the trailer, he's always having uh, his point. Yeah, his alcohol level is higher uh, than the others, so you quite get that he may be having a problem more than the others. So, but I think Winterberg gets. He deals. He uh, deals with it. I think the right way, but maybe some doesn't get it or think it's maybe downplaying it. Uh, but but you're still having a laugh, and the I think to the story is it. He's getting the point across. He's. The last thing he says is he's just rooting for (laughs) his friend, childhood friend, and uh, his wife to getting back together. So
0: exactly, and and I think it never makes you, it never forces you to feel anything. It doesn't really have a clear message. I didn't think either.
1: No, it's not the clear message, but you, it's getting you thinking. Maybe, maybe uh, thinking how much <laughs> you drink. <laughs> uh, maybe thinking, should I get more or should I not? Uh, but actually, yeah, and the way he does it is actually quite. Yeah, it's sad. Get a lot teary-eyed for that little dog.
0: <laughs> oh no! Just, just yeah. finish. Like, what do you think so great about Vinterbag and what do you think? are some of the great things about Denmark that he manages to put forward in his films?
1: Actually, yeah. <laughs> uh, yesterday I got thinking uh, how many of his movies I have seen. Then I went to see what, have, uh, what has he done. And apparently I have watched all of them. So oh, wow. I th- yeah, it started with the celebration uh, the, from the 90s. Uh, from the dogma thing, and I think he gets the reality of it, maybe, Um, yeah, he deals with a lot of problems in our society in some way, Uh, in the celebration is uh, past child abuse, Um, the hunt, he deals with the Stigma of getting accused of, yeah, molestation of a young girl, which she didn't do. And how uh, grown ups are really quick uh, to accuse uh, people. Uh, This young girl just says something she has heard. And uh, yeah, actually, the ending of the hunt is one of the greatest ending ever because it keeps you thinking. I don't think if I know if he got shot or not. Uh, he was out hunting so maybe he shot <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. Um, and then yeah I think he gets something about Danish people that we all can relate to in some way. And just showing how human beings are fallible. Uh, we are not perfect. Uh, we are, we never can be perfect. Uh, we all have problems, and we deal it with uh, not in the same way. Maybe we we never recognize our problems. Uh, especially maybe in another round, Tommy doesn't see he has a problem. He's maybe drinking more, but he doesn't see it as a problem because this is a paper, the writing, so why not? Um, But I think he, yeah, it's, for me, it's getting to see how we are all and not perfect. And he shows it very, Great for me. Thanks, maybe a little (laughs) bit.
0: Thank you so much for talking to me. I really enjoyed hearing your views on the film because I absolutely love this film.
1: Yeah, it's great for uh, multiple viewings, it's worth that. And you keep laughing every time. So,
0: So how much? Tell me about what you thought about um, another round.
2: Well, well, to be fair, it did a pretty honest rep- rep- representation of Danish culture. Just, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, except uh, yeah. Well, it's not it's not uh, Thomas Winterberg's uh, best, in my opinion. But but it was great. The performances were great, and uh, well, except one of them, in my opinion.
0: You say that it's um, very accurate of Danish culture. Is this because of like the drinking yeah. culture among young people?
2: Yes. Yeah, which it opens with from what I. Am. But it's 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 a month it's like a month since I saw it almost <laughs> so. And um, also there was one only one performance I kind of thought was didn't really but that's mainly because uh, you know that guy who pisses in the bit who pisses in his bit, oh, yeah, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, it, it it may be because I can't separate because he's mainly known as a, a comedian in Denmark.
0: Oh, right, okay.
2: And I don't think he's not, he's not uh, the Danish Adam Sandler in that way, you know, where he's a pretty good dramatic actor. Too. He, not yet. He's, but Thomas Wendell has probably seen something in him because he's appeared in a few of his films, actually.
0: So as a young Danish person yourself, did you see yourself in a lot of like, the characters, especially the young people and how they experience Danish school?
2: um yeah how confusing it is and stuff <laughs> and um also well i don't know I, I actually kind of wish the film itself focused on the young people more because instead of just but it was I mean, that's, they kind of did like that because they had to they kind of made the movie like that to have famous people in it so you know
0: yeah exactly <laughs> and i'm sure is it doing really well in denmark like is everyone talking about it in denmark or
2: well, it practically saved Danish cinemas from bankruptcy. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, you know COVID, because everything has been pushed back now, so it has practically saved the Danish cinemas. And also, one thing that was kind of interesting, you uh, know, uh, is that he he's also, also doing another movie he's also releasing another movie this year in Denmark.
0: Which one's yeah. that?
2: Uh. I don't know if it's going to come to the UK or anywhere else in Denmark, but it's some sort of action comedy revenge film. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and else, yeah, but I don't know if it's going to release anywhere else than Denmark, but they, 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 they pushed that one forward because Bond was moved.
0: Of course, yeah. And what I love about like Danish cinema is it's so weird how there are so many amazing Danish actors that like, off the top of my head I can think of uh, Mads Mikkelsen, Nikolaj Coster-Waldau, um, Viggo Mortensen. There were just so many. Well, Viggo
2: Well, Viggo Mortensen never, re- ne- never really was in Denmark. To be fair. Oh, was so. it
0: just his family?
2: Yeah, he, he's he's just. I haven't seen a Danish film. I haven't seen. I've only seen American films. I, he probably was in one in the seventies or something, <laughs> but I don't know. You, yeah, sorry for interrupting.
0: Obviously we are a massive film fan so what is it like to have a film like Another Round be speak being talked about in all over Europe and the UK because you must be so used to watching English speaking films what is it like when a film such as Another Round comes out
2: Well it's it's kind of like you know well it probably won't win the oscar like Parasite did it's it's kind of like that I think you know but again, but again Mads Mikkelsen was kind of already a name in internationally, so I don't think it's that special, honestly, because we already have some other. Also, Vinterberg was also a fairly household name in the, you know, movie buff communities or whatever. But
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think of Vinterberg and I think of Von Trier. as like the two main yeah, for... Danish.
2: There's also Niklas Vindegreffen.
0: What's he done?
2: A drive, push.
0: Up. Oh, is he Danish? I didn't realize. Yes, he's a fucking Dane. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs>
2: yeah, but again, like, but with, you know, they have moved on to, to their international careers so much, I think, so I, so they, they barely make the films. Uh, Nicolas Wing Reifen barely makes films in Denmark anymore. And uh, Lars von Trier, well, he has a fo- 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 flight, a flight, well, he has an intense phobia of flying, so he can't make movies
0: anywhere else in Denmark. <laughs> so, I, I absolutely yeah. love Mads Mikkelsen. I think in this film, it might be his best performance, at least since The Hunt or Hunt. Han- since The Hunt or Hannibal. But what is it like do, as a? As, are you well? Obviously, you're an aspiring filmmaker. Do you... Well I haven't really put anything out so I wouldn't call myself that. To be honest. <laughs> I know that you're yeah. working on a short though, aren't you?
2: Yeah, but that has been in develop development hill, what do you call it? <laughs> because...
0: <laughs> there is always time. Would you rather be would you rather like stick to work making films in Denmark or do you want to like travel? Is that what the film community has given you like an, a desire to travel?
2: Well because, okay. Sorry, this is gonna sound like a rant, but personally, because the only Danish films you've probably seen are the ones like Thomas Vinterberg or yeah. whatever um, Lars Von Trier has produced, yeah, or *Of the Pusher*, <laughs> <laughs> which I haven't seen myself. Actually, <laughs> I'm pretty embarrassed about that. <laughs> anyway, but I kind of feel like that a lot of. I feel like a lot of Danish. It's probably like that in other European countries with state-funded film industries, but. A lot of Danish film work, this is pretty stupid to say as a supposed aspiring filmmaker, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a lot of it feels kind of half assed, honestly. <laughs> a lot of the ones you don't see, and they can, they gotta be more ambition here. Sometimes they don't even fucking try, most of them. <laughs> when Last Pantera does something interesting. Everybody wants to do it here, so yeah, everybody. True. <laughs> or, oh, oh, I have better examples. You know, Nicholas Winning Yes. In Drive, there's a lot of pauses between dialogues.
0: Now everybody fucking do it. Here. <laughs> it's the worst fucking. Thing. It all starts in Denmark, and then everyone steals it. Hopefully, t- hopefully, too many people don't steal the whole drinking experiment. I actually really want to try that experiment, maybe just for a few days. <sighs>
2: Do it when you really have nothing. <laughs> don't do it if you're uh, whatever you do as a job or education, don't do it while you're at that.
0: I wasn't planning on, don't worry. I was going to like maybe take a week off and then like go camping or somewhere with some friends and then just do it there because <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> hopefully it doesn't inspire too many people to do that.
2: I don't think so. <laughs> well, it doesn't really need to in Denmark, but. <laughs> It doesn't really need. Uh, there But also, I don't know if you knew this. I have a. I don't know how much time we got left, but uh, there's a little thing about. Uh, you know, was is this a spoiler discussion or? Because
0: I'll say I'll say spoiler alert now. So anyone who wants to see the film, just like skip for a little couple of minutes or so. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cool. Because I have a little uh, note about one scene. You know, uh, you know that guy, one of the his friends, I don't remember his name uh, right, right now, but that guy who dies at the end of...
0: Yes, yes. Is it Thomas?
2: Thomas uh, Bo Larsen is that. Yes, actor, that's right.
0: I don't remember his character's name,
2: so... <laughs> uh, that scene, I think it was inspired to be... As Thomas I was inspired to include that because... Because uh, there's a little that uh, his daughter died actually. Thomas Oh, really? Yes, and um, and uh, she was originally going to play one of Mass Migginson's children. Ah. so uh, and uh, but instead of just recasting the role, he just wrote an all new character instead.
0: That yeah. is that is amazing, but uh, so- in the
2: end, yeah. Uh, it, it's it, it's probably not going to be something like, you know, when he fledger died, everybody it gave the Dark Knight an extra dimension or whatever of some darker dimension. But I kind of feel like it gave that a more tragic dimension because if she hadn't died before, this sounds so fucked up, if she had died, it probably wouldn't be as... It probably would have been more, you know, uh, fun.
0: Yeah, I think...
2: Yeah, it probably would have been less depressing, I feel.
0: Exactly, because... I think the trailer when I saw it for the first time I was I thought it was going to be very depressing and then when I watched the film I was quite shocked at how obviously he does tackle the very serious issues in a in a very respectful way but it's a tribute to alcohol and how alcohol can bring out the best of people. I think we see that more often in the film than it bringing out the worst, which I think is quite uh. cool because I don't think he gives like a clear Message on whether alcohol's good or bad. It's all about loving life and making the most of life and social occasions.
2: Yeah, and also, uh, but I, 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 you know, you, you thought it was what's going to look depressing. I thought it was it looked fucking hilarious when I saw the trailer
0: <laughs> No, I thought it was it was amazing. I just remember seeing the photo of Mads Mikkelsen drinking a, like a bottle of wine and all these people around and dressed as sailors like cheering and it looked like the best thing ever.
2: <laughs> you know, you know, those are uh, graduates, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. Apparently that's a real thing that they do at that school.
2: Yeah. Well, it is. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty common to be uh, that uh, to uh, misunderstand the whole sailor hat thing. <laughs> because just like you know those uh ropes they wear in america it's kind of like our answer to those oh wow yeah i don't know they look really cool they do it anywhere else really we have that
0: in the uk but we we look more like in the us where it's like a black square hat and then Ah. in Denmark it looks yeah it looks really cool i thought it looked like it's just a head (laughs) yeah it's just a head (laughs) which is expensive as fuck thank you so much for talking to me Theo it was great to hear your thoughts on the film yeah hope you enjoyed today's episode of Art Imitates Life I really enjoyed talking to Veeb and Theo so thank you so much to both of you for coming on to talk about this amazing Danish film and I learned lots about Danish culture and I'm just really excited to go visit Denmark when it's all safe it looks like a beautiful country with great people and most importantly great beer as well so (laughs) yeah so hopefully you'll be able to check out another round hopefully I've convinced you enough But also, hopefully, I've not hyped it up too much, because that can happen, can't it? (laughs) Nah, I'm sure, I'm sure everyone will find some sort of positive thing to bring out of this film, so... Yeah, I think it's out in the UK in about November, so hopefully it's out uh, either online or in cinemas then. Definitely keep an eye out for it. That's all we've got time for, for today's episode. If you've enjoyed the podcast, then you can follow me on Instagram at Podcast or you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Life. I hope to see you again very soon, but until then, bye-bye for now.